quick you're about to hear part two to this episode of climate mayhem if you haven't already go listen to part one to get the full story so we've obviously talked a lot about the charging element i don't want to leave this subject without talking about the duct that you guys built just because i'm an ops guy i love thinking about the logistics of that so you know i want i want to put a carbo charge in um, but now i've got to cut this groove in my sidewalk or you know out front and how are you guys organizing that is do i do it do you guys come out and do it obviously there's probably got to be a permit or a permission there so we're going definitely going down the um Klavenik. Never Kalanick, yeah, Kalanick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so what we do, we post you a diamond tip drill in the mail with a little guide on how to cut the channel, and then you just cut the channel. And if there's if there's any issues with the local authority, that's kind of up to you to deal with. Um, no, it's just, just joking. I don't know if that was funny or not. I, love, I was I was like, like I have so wow, many questions. Right? Yeah, we were about you, to go grow up. That was so good. You'd prefer it if that was the answer, wouldn't you? Because that. Oh man. Let's go for it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna cut I'm sort of cutting grooves in my sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um make sure you use eye protection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no. So so we have to get the local authority on board first. That is the challenge. They well, first of all, it's very fragmented. So in, in England there's like 233 local wow. authorities, tiny geographic wow. areas. In London, there's 32 separate. Wow. Um, and you've got to get every single one of them on board to have national coverage so but the good thing is that creates quite a defensive moat yes absolutely. everyone else got to see that as well so you get them on board and then we work with the contractor each each local authority will have an, an approved preferred highways contractor to doing all their works so we just work with those and a channel is cut using a, a, a diamond tip rotary chaser floor saw and you cut the side channel and then you chisel up the, the pavement. Um, it, it's actually fairly straightforward. The, the slightly challenging part is the curbstone, especially if that's made of granite, because you don't want to crack the whole thing. So we, we're just working on a few different ways of, of tackling that. Um, but yeah, and, and of course, you need to do a site survey because there could be yeah, utilities and underneath the top layer of asphalt, on the pavements, there'll be, it could be quite deep or it could be very shallow or crumbly stuff on this. So anyway, you've got to work all that out. And at scale, it's quick. You know, you, you, you're going to prepare this channel in an hour and a half and, and then the our product goes in and it's it, it's glued into place. So, it, but it, nice. it, it works well. And the offer to homeowners is that you break even within one year in your investment. Wow. Um, and then you're just on pure upside after that. But you get the convenience as well instantly, um, mm-hmm. which is, is a more intangible value. So interesting. Yeah, so your you are you are selling. Yeah, it does. I it's a couple things, but first that comment. So you are selling on an ROI. You know, I, I always imagine to your point a second ago. I mean, that's sometimes a challenging. You know, if people don't, if they're looking for the ROI, right? They're gonna they're gonna start pinching pennies. But if you're selling on that convenience, mm. um, yeah, 
you know, it's a, it's an interesting sales pitch. I, you know, yeah. I, I struggle with that here in the States. We, we do that with solar all the time, right? Like, well, when am I going to, you know, get an ROI? Well, I buy a car without an ROI every, every couple of years. Why do I worry about my solar panels? If I believe in this and I want to do this and I like the convenience, why wouldn't I just do this? No, so, you're right. Actually, interesting. We're, we're at an early stage, so mm. I wouldn't say that we've cracked exactly what the, mark, the messaging is be. I think we'll, 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 we'll experiment with both. Yeah, you're right. It might be. Also, some people think a year is a really long time, and uh, we'll right. get it quicker. Okay. So, I think, I think, yeah, it's we, we need to push on both, and yeah, just that feeling. Tell you what it is. It's nice about it. It's a feeling of self sufficiency. You know, I think that's huge. have in our lives across across everything you know it's, it's like you grow your own vegetables you know yeah it's, exactly well like you had on your instagram people are already diying these solutions right and it's that self-sufficiency that self-sufficient attitude of going out i'm going to figure this out so what are you projecting out right now i know it's not all in full production just yet but what are you projecting i go on the side i talk to a rep whatever and i say i want this from the day that I, you know, sign the sign the contract to the day that I have turbocharge built into my sidewalk, how what do you think in there? It's dependent on getting the the local authority where you live on board. Sure. Um, so if we have that local authority on board, then um, we can go from you, know, you place an order to installation um, within a couple of months because it's it's pretty it's a pretty easy process. Um, but um, uh, we, I'm the first guy in a borough, I'm the number one first guy. Might be a little longer because I got yeah, rid of exactly. Me. And you know, I, I, we we understand we understand that, that that local authorities are dealing with a lot. Uh, they've yep. got a lot of other priorities. Sure. And the reality is, many of them see public charge points as as the, the solution because they're quite clean and mm. superficially seem to make sense. In that, yeah, we'll put some, we'll put these out. Um, they, I think they. They have contracts with vendors that might, might give them a little bit of um, income from the charge points. Mm. But actually, as we've discussed, it doesn't really work for consumers. Yeah. Well, they're expensive too. Yeah. I, right. I, like here in here in the US, it's maybe no more than $10 to to fill, uh, to pay for your card to full charge. Hearing that it's over 20 pounds per card, it seems like there's either price per kilowatt hours really high there and the sources of energy are just expensive or someone's making a bigger profit than someone is here yeah that's really interesting i'll have to check that out just, you reckon it's, it's a ten dollars oh, for a full charge definitely yeah yeah like uh it varies that you know so i have an ev i have a chevy volt and it's um, uh -huh. it's a small amount of range but whenever yeah. i would drive to when i worked at microsoft it was they would have like a subsidized Pricing right. there, and it was uh, maybe four dollars. It was about a dollar, yeah. dollar an hour. But then when I go to a mall, I went to a mall two weeks ago, and I plugged into the same charge point, and it was two dollars an hour. So they usually just tell you the dollars per hour on the screen. Oh, dollars per hour. Yeah, that's how they do not it. Not per kilowatt hour. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. my friend who's a home charger, he said, "Hey, it's it's about a quarter of that price um, yeah. at, at the lowest." So he's like, "It's about you know twenty cents." an hour if it was a level two charger 25 yeah. cents an hour yeah no I, 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 that's interesting i mean you guys are more energy independent over there so i know your gas prices are lower than here so yeah i i i i be interested in if that's being subsidized and whether that's sustainable yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah. that's a really good point i think a lot of these obviously even our charging companies are trying to figure it out right now and yeah. trying to 
And so who knows what they're doing to, to get there. But you did mention something else. You know, one of the things I think another thing they hit harder that stands out to me is what you were talking about when people go into these public charging stations. It's also just our habit, right? Because we have gas sta- petrol stations, mm. right? Like that's we, point. that's what we do. That's how you fill up, right? You don't have petrol at home. You don't sit in your driveway and get petrol. So that is, I think that alone, to your earlier point around convenience, self-sustainability, all of these things, like that's a huge marketing message that petrol just can't touch, right? Gas engines can't touch. And maybe it's just breaking that habit, right? Of just like, I've got to go to the gas station right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, It's quite nice going to the gas station. It's quite therapeutic, just standing there and you go and buy some, (laughs) some things from the shop. But uh, right. no, I, I think they'll all be turned into hedgehog sanctuaries. Yeah, the gas exactly. I love it. that's a that's a good one. I haven't heard that one because we've got we've got a problem with hedgehogs. Oh in, wow! In the UK, yeah, they're, they're they're in decline. So I think that could be what we should do with them. Yeah. <laughs> Every endangered species, yeah, is is in the exactly. yeah, 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 you can have yeah, right, have different sanctuaries. Yeah. I love you it. Have a network of sanctuaries. This has been awesome. I, I I have to ask, you know, obviously we know you, Michael, because of last time and Pinga. And, you know, one of the things that you've done over the last year that we were also talking about earlier uh, before the show was how you've been talking about your experience um, of what you learned at Pinga. And one of the reasons we wanted to put this out there was obviously to call attention to the problem of climate and sustainability and all the many efforts that are going on to combat that or help that or support that. But we're also talking to companies that are trying to make money, <laughs> trying to build startups. Um, we're going after the for-profit companies. And, you know, you're doing something pretty unique here where, you, yes, you're building an app, you're building a physical product, and then you've got this, like, local municipality <laughs> exercise of working with the authorities and putting a groove in sidewalks and, and that kind of a thing. Hey, maybe that's a, a slogan there. You could be like, put a groove in your sidewalk. Put a groove in your sidewalk. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm writing that down. Dude, you need a higher tie. He's already <laughs> right, exactly. like two ideas. available tie. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're obviously really good at analyzing what you're learning and, and learning from your experiences. You know, just in this time that you've done that this year, what could you offer to someone thinking about going into this space that, that might help them get started? Yeah, I mean, I think it in some ways it's no different to any other startup in that if you the first thing is to, to work on something that solves a personal problem because it, it then you get the passion and if, you, if it's solving from a problem for you, it will be for others. Then I think beyond that, if you then are able to develop a business that is solving a problem for people and has a clear environmental benefit then you just have a really attractive business for consumers. And I think a nice example is there's a lot of these um, circular economy startups that uh, are doing well. There's one here that you, 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 you can choose from a wide range of, they describe it as slightly boring domestic products, but things like surface spray and detergent, detergent and other things. And you get these big plastic cartons that come, but they take your previous plastic one away. Um, so that you, it is a completely zero waste, and so and that's an example where it's, it's genuinely useful. It's quite affordable, and you're doing good, and they, those those are doing well. So that's the that's what that's what you need to do. So I guess going into building on top of that is is there an investor market here, at least in the sustainable transportation industry? 
For sure. I mean, I think it's it's a hot space for investors across the entire sector and and, and certainly in, in transport. With Pinger, we didn't re- we didn't have we didn't experience much proactive outreach from investors coming to us uh, and, and, and until the very end because it's it was a mature space ultimately that we moved into but with this I actually have on linkedin uh, even though we're really early stage so i think it it is it is attractive and there's a lot of grants as well government grants available it's similar to here in the us if you guys have talked to investors what is the investor landscape right now if you can give explain a little bit more at this stage we're only talking to angel investors and there are a lot of we're too early for vcs uh, although if you're listening you know Find us, <laughs> but uh, but there are a lot of syndicates completely focused on green investing. That means that you you as the as a founder can can find those groups relatively easily, and you just got this nice alignment. So I think that's 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 one of the things that's attractive about it. Okay, very cool. Are, are there any gaps that VCs? don't have enough knowledge in, but they should be funding that you've seen in green jobs, green tech, green climate? Yeah, maritime tech uh, is one I was chatting about some to, uh, some drinks on Tuesday. And that there seems to be uh, a lot of appetite to to invest in that space and to, to the technology to be built, but because it's, but it's a bit of a perhaps not particularly sexy. Yeah, but, right, right. But still, but but the, the, uh, if you think about the entire how nothing is really doesn't really, nothing's really changed in that space. Like the, yeah, the, the tankers traveling around the world are, are running on the same technologies 150 years ago. To, um, yeah, just big old maritime diesel engines uh, and the ports. I don't know if they've, if they've evolved too much. So I think in terms of cleaning up that space um, and moving to uh, what, 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 why have we not seen any hydrogen right. um, tankers yet? I don't know. Maybe they're a bit too explosive, but 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 yeah. So I, yeah. I think I read it's like three percent of global emissions. So it's a fair old chunk. That's pretty big. Yeah. Is there an EV play in 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 maritime right now? Are they starting to go electric? Not that I've seen on the, on for the big shipping. I mean, certainly in ports, there's no excuse not to electrify the entire port and all, all everything there, and, and significantly reduce costs. And I think that and a modular battery system would work well there. For tankers that are traveling you know, thousands of miles, you, sure. You, I don't. May, maybe with flow batteries, which have significantly increased capacity, or maybe you go for, maybe a hybrid model where for the you probably find with tankers that they're inefficient at like low speed maneuvering and accelerating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's where you have batteries, and then you, you, you move to hydrogen or the, the the regular running across the seas. So yeah, one what an area. I think that's an untapped area. Okay, I could see that. Speaking, of, you mentioned hydrogen. What's your perspective on hydrogen? I feel like it's been in development well, it's, for so long. Yeah, right. It's been around. It's been around a very long time. It's. The issues with it are, I mean, I don't know if you see them, but in, in London, there's quite a few hydrogen buses cruising around. Huh. Um, so, so, so they, 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 you know, they are making some progress. But the issue is the cost of manufacturing the hydrogen, storage of the hydrogen. And one of the issues that I've, I've learned about is that um, hydrogen molecules are very small, tiny, and so they leak very easily. And, and hydrogen is actually a greenhouse gas. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Interesting. So, 
so if you if you get this at scale globally uh, and you start getting significant leaks you're going to cause a lot more harm than oh yeah. yeah so you said so quality that, quality safety security that's your, yeah you that's can have a, you you can have a bit of a time bomb if, if if there was if, so that that's something to consider and then of course just it's just the miniaturization of the technology and making it and practical economical in in cars which that and, and that that's still a way off um just it's just really difficult um and so that's why i'm going to need commercial hydrogen cars yeah so i'm not sure about hydrogen to be honest yeah. I, th I think in some ways it feels a bit dated already because you've, you've, <laughs> got, you've got to carry yeah. around this sort of volatile <laughs> leaky fuel source like like a nuclear well, power plant in your car a little bit <laughs> right yeah yeah right and and while well, there's a battery yeah batteries just you know, dry sealed i mean they do they do catch fire so they're not without risk batteries but it feels bit, so it feels just to jump back to the funding market and talking to these angels and maybe even some of these vcs on which i'm sure you have some experience with you know, I, I hear you that these this is a hot space and they're jumping in, but obviously a lot of times the value in an investor is is what they can bring to the table. Is this just a hot topic right now, or is there starting to be some experience at the institutional investing world question. right now? Are you getting are you getting angels who can provide value or are they just writing checks? I mean, we so we're at pre-seed stage, um, and we're doing a crowdfund first. So I have—I'll just be honest—I haven't heavily engaged angels right. yet. Yes, that's um, okay. And so I, I, I can't talk confidently to it. I think there will be angels that have been um, involved in the energy sector, right? So that the, we, we, we've had we've had angels at Pinga that or X that were quite a few wealthy. Men and women who have come out of big oil companies. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that they and clearly they've been at, at the forefront of, of of innovation for some time. So so I think that is where you could get some um, angels with some, with some nice experience. Um, but uh, I think if if if, if I get if I'm lucky enough to be invited on again, then in six months' time I, I can probably speak a bit more confidently to that question. Fair. You know? Fair. Is it so a, right now the plan is crowdsourcing. That's your yeah, next we're doing, step. Yeah, we're doing, uh, yeah, on we're, doing a, we're, we're on an incubator program, so we're doing a crowdsource through that platform and another just to get us started. Um, and then really, you know, just need to we need to get more products in the ground and uh, show that the gross margin is strong, and then we'll, we'll be straight out to institutional investors uh, this fall, probably spring, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about the incubator? Which incubator are you part of? So we're on a couple, actually. So we're on one called the Gate One Incubator. That's a, a, a management consultancy firm that I work at and have worked at. Um, and it's that with that one, you, you they, they help you they some some brilliant support to get you moving. Um, and then you pitch the whole firm, of which there's 150, 200 of them um, for a give them the opportunity to invest cool and um, yeah which, which is which is nice and then yeah. we're also on, on the milton Keynes accelerator program and uh, milton Keynes is one of our new towns or a city now in the uk and mm. uh, it's basically been modeled on american cities huh. uh, oh wow so like roundabouts okay okay uh grid grid structure wide streets slightly decentralized and um, and it's so so anyway it's it, it's, uh, it's a great city 
and the, the program partners you with different industry partners, one of which is Milton Keynes Council. Um, and so that, that was what we're working with them to, to install some proof of concepts in the city. Uh, and that culminates in a demo day pitch to investors as well at the end of the year. So that, that, that that's going to be another fundraise opportunity. And that sounds like an opportunity because it's a newer town and you're in with this this accelerator that you can actually potentially work with uh, local authorities there in a much more streamlined way, get to yeah. practice, practice that and and probably get some grooves in sidewalks, right? Like you're going to get some done. Grooves in sidewalks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I was up there yesterday to meet the nice. the highways contractor there called, called yeah. um, and that, that they've been great. So, so yes, they're, they're, they're really innovative. City. They, they've been experimenting with wireless charging for car share clubs, wireless bus charging. So yeah, it's uh, they, 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 I've been really impressed with them. Can you groove on? They, they, groove in your sidewalk. Can you groove in? Uh, they seem like the right city because if they're they have that kind of progressive, innovative yeah. value, then then they're going to be pre-qualified to. They, they, they've one, got one. um. It's the yeah. only city in the UK that's got the the robot deliveries of supermarket. Oh wow, uh, groceries. Huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Do, I think you've got them in quite a few places over over there. Starship technology. Starship, Starship. Yeah, yeah got a, a couple partnerships with DoorDash and a, and a few of yeah. those for sure. Yeah, there's there's some really interesting Instagram accounts out there with people liking to uh, attack these little robots. I <laughs> <laughs> really. Oh yeah, yeah. They paint them. They 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 put things on them. Yeah, they they knock them over. They oh, do all kinds. Oh, it's like yeah, um, yeah. It's a short tough, circuit. Yeah. Exactly. It's absolutely. Yeah. Love short circuit. Yeah. You were too young for that, Jacob, I think. Exactly. I was I was just in the city where it was filmed, which is called oh, wow. Astoria in Oregon. Oh, yeah. Oregon. They have, they have a oh, short really? circuit museum. Michael, when oh. you come when you come visit when we do a whole live podcast uh, oh, conference that thing, really count me in. We'll, we'll yeah. go there. We'll go absolutely. there. Um, I'm I'm scheming to to move out to the US. It's it's in my uh, strategic plan. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be quite fun to sort of take one of those robots, like in, in short circuit, and like uh, like reprogram it. Yeah, become like your own dude. Charge cars. Robot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or just sort of yeah. General. Just, just get it. Just be your butler. Your own personal robot to go yeah. to the supermarket for you. Yeah, and, and do things. Yeah. So. All right, Michael. Wrapping up here, we got. Something called rapid mayhem questions. You probably remember this from last time. We're gonna do something a little, little different though. We're gonna play a little true or false. I'm gonna ask you five questions. Let me know if you're ready. It's gonna be all around the transportation, sustainable transportation industry. Excellent. All right, I'm ready. First, about sixty percent of consumers avoid EVs because they worry about running out of a charge. Uh, you know, a, but only actually quarter of drivers actually have gone to zero true or false so i'm going to say false i think the first one's right but i, I can't believe that 25 percent of people have run out of charge because it's quite hard to do but if you tell me that's true i'll i'll, I'll be amazed okay it's true it is true 25 percent of right <laughs> but I, I was yeah, a little I surprised got... myself yeah yeah all right next one in the uk but I will say real quick before yeah. we go on, it's still a mismatch of expectation, right? Yeah. Like there, uh, yeah. we still we still have overhyped range anxiety and, and all yeah. of these things. To your point, there's a lot of protections and things that 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 the car manufacturers, the battery makers, all of them can do to to fix that. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Like a level one charger, right? You could just go plug in for 24 hours, right? right. 
Next one, in the UK, there are more EV chargers than petrol stations. I'm going to say true. Correct. Correct. All right. Number three, a new electric car is registered every 30 minutes in the UK. 30 minutes. Oh, that's, that, that seems like too high frequency. I'm going to say false. You're right, but it's actually an even higher frequency. It's, oh, is it really? uh, it's, it's every nine minutes. And this was is that in including, tw- is that including hybrids? Is that, is that including plug in hybrids? It, it's, it's probably including hybrids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's great to hear, actually. Yeah. Oh, speaking of hybrids, so that's number four. Hybrid cars produce 90% fewer pollutants than a non hybrid one. True or false? Uh, I'm going to say false because hybrids, most people just run them on petrol most of the time, I reckon. Hmm. I think this is in regards to the actual production of the car, and it's actually true. Oh, in the production? Oh. That, that's, I, I'll include the link. Well, I, I think it's maybe all in. All in. Maybe production, it's all in. operating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, well, that's great to hear. It is. It surprised it is me nice. that it was a higher, yeah. higher number than it's, I thought. There, there was this um, statistic that initially electric cars are, are, are worse environments to manufacture, right? The, the, oh, yeah. The, that's the mining for the hot, batteries. Hard to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes sort of like a. It says something like it's like 19 months to break if you bought an electric car versus a petrol car, 19 months to break even on the CO2 on, on electric and it, because of the extra energy to make it. But, uh, but of course, you're immediately avoiding the local emissions and mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. cause childhood asthma and brain issues. So, I think, yeah. I, think it, I think electric wins. I think this last question might even move it more in that direction so true or false pure electric cars don't need oil changes transmission or coolants but they do need brake fluid replacements pure electric cars only i'm gonna well i didn't they i thought they did need coolant but i'm sure they need brake fluid so i'm, I'm gonna say true it's false ah. they don't need any of these any of these things really any coolant I'm not sure. I think I have to check your research on that, Jacob. All right. All right. I'll see, I've seen it under the bonnet. I'll see. I'll see. Ty said something similar. All right. I was surprised about the brake fluid, you know, but I, I realized I was thinking about hybrids. Here here in the U.S., the Toyota Prius is, is everywhere, especially in Seattle. And, yeah, I mean, they have they have these regenerative brakes, but right. there is still, a, I thought, a brake fluid in there to keep yeah, that going. Yeah, because that, that's one of the problems with them is that they, they're so heavy. From the, yeah. because the batteries make them much heavier yeah. than conventional Absolutely. cars. And I read this quite depressing thing that hybrid cars like Priuses are, are actually causing quite a lot of, are actually accelerating climate change because they break, have to break so much because they're heavy. The black dust mm. that gets emitted. Brake dust is horrible. Right. Yeah. It's ending up on the North Pole, which oh, is geez. reducing the reflective ability, making it slightly blacker, which is reducing Whoa. the reflective ability of the North Pole to reflect sun back out to space. And so it's accelerating mm. climate change, which is pretty depressing. Wow. I don't want to end them on a low note, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll bring back to the I mean, one. you're making the argument. That one out. We've got, yeah, we've got, <laughs> no, we got to make the argument. All We've got to have them all out there. And, and yeah. Even, yeah, even the hybrids are not all there yet, right? So I, I like it. So, Michael, climate change is... Big. It's real big. I mean, time mentioned there's so many different industries and there's a lot of different places where people are trying to help. So where do you think is the best place people can spend their time and money to help out or to start helping out? Well, one of the things that's satisfying about this space as an individual is just looking at your day-to-day life and, and think about the little interventions you can make. And, and then if everybody globally makes those little interventions, then you make a big difference. So if you just map out you almost write it down as a diary 
and then and then uh, look mm. at it. And go, oh, actually, I could just I make like small that. change there, small change there. Um, so whether that's just, you know, just reducing the number of car journeys slightly each week, um, so you can walk or cycle, um, whether that's trying a circular economy startup for getting your deliveries of some of your products and therefore reducing the amount of plastic waste, um, whether that's uh, just you, you can insulate your home very cheaply for a couple of hundred pounds to reduce your your co2 emission there and yeah and, and it, as we said before every time we do that you get that that feeling of self-sufficiency uh, and independence that's quite satisfying so i think that's that's the best way that's what we, we've been trying to do yeah. yeah there's i read a great book recently it was called being the change and it was about someone who who became carbon neutral and then he he somehow became even carbon negative somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so he, he, you know, his whole family, they rode bicycle or they started riding bicycles, growing their own food, composting, rotating their composting. And they even had an outdoor toilet sort of a thing. And it was really, it, there was so many things that he did and listed off that there really are so many things we can do from home. There's some statistic I read that 60% of individual emissions are just generated from their house. I think that also yeah. includes their, their, they might be their car as well, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There's definitely a lot of incremental things we can do. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's, you read something and say, wait, everyone must stop eating all beef uh, and <laughs> never fly again. And like, it's just, that's just going to put people off. Like it's, yeah. reduce your beef consumption by 50%, fine, but still enjoy a steak every, every now and then. Oh, I hope maybe you guys are vegans, I don't know. But you know, those are the steps to make. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, well, also buying your product. What's the next thing people? I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean that's the most important thing that you can <laughs> do. Um, no, please follow us on Instagram at CurboCharge, where we're just posting Thank you. innovative and amusing ways that people are charging their car. Uh, Love and, it. Uh, and then sign up to our, our our mailing list because we'll let you know when we're available in your area, uh, and then we can um, get your product out when you're ready. Wonderful. Wonderful. Entire. Well, and there was something else you mentioned earlier that I want to make sure we call out, which is the crowdfunding. How can people stay tuned or get involved with your crowdfunding efforts if they're interested? Yes. So again, if you we're actually about to put it, well, it's going to be up in the next good timing this week, the next twenty four hours. Yes. Um, a sign up page on our, our website. So well, say um, say the date because this might come out a little bit after. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no. So no, say the date. Right, so. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's going to be up um, available to to pre register um, on the twenty sixth of August, twenty twenty two. So and then um, it'll be it'll be live live at the end uh, in September twenty twenty two. It'll be sometime in the, in the autumn actually. But um, if you okay. sign up for for to in, for interest um, on, yep. on on the website, then we'll let you know as soon as it's ready. We'll include the link in the show notes. It, is it which platform is it going to be on? Which crowdfunding platform? In case someone Google uh, it, we probably going to be Cedars, but we're just finalizing that at the moment. Cedars, so, yeah, Cedars. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. It's good to know. And then, Michael, you did mention offering a discount code uh, to listeners of the show. It's Daily Marketer Dash Two Thousand Twenty Two, and they would get twenty percent off. That's the right. Turbo Charge package. So Daily That's Marketer great. Dash 2022 and yeah thank you so much for that michael and thanks so much for the chat this is like i learned a ton from you 
I really yeah. enjoyed it. So it's it's always fun having you on, Michael, and really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're excited about what you're doing. We'll definitely make sure everybody stays tuned and, and watches what you guys are doing. I, I love the Instagram and the DIY of uh, the problems that you're solving. But for the people, you've already found your audience of so the people who are the self sufficient folks. I like it. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you, gents. It was a pleasure, and thanks for the the tagline. We'll, we'll get on the website soon. <laughs> I love it. your sidewalk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Boom! How was that? Well, there's more. So keep listening. We speak with climate tech leaders and change makers in EV reforestation, solar energy, flood mapping, and a whole lot more. Also, you can give feedback or check out show notes at our website, climatemayhem.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Oh, don't forget, if you found this valuable or interesting at all, please hit subscribe. That way we know you're loving it. So just go to Spotify or whatever podcast app you're on. Hit that subscribe button at the top. Production was done by Daniel Steenkamp with cover art by Harrison Glenn. This is Jake Kubica with my legendary colleague, Ty Wolf motherfucking Jones. Peace out, Climate Mayhem. Out. Out.